What's up and welcome to episode 70 of the Jade Talk Sports Podcast. We are getting closer and closer to episode number 100 every single day. So if you haven't already, be sure to follow this podcast on Spotify. Be sure to rate the podcast on Spotify. Be sure to go do whatever you can to help the podcast grow on all platforms. Today we're hopping right in with some NBA news, some trade rumors that are going on, and some trades that already happened. And then we're going to hop right into talking about the NFL, not the playoff games, because we're going over those on the new Run the North podcast. I have started with Miller Football and the Geek Slays. If you haven't heard about it already on my TikTok or Twitter, it's our new podcast called Run the North. Uh, it comes out every single Friday. So if you're looking for my divisional round breakdowns and my conference championship previews, that's what's going to be. You listen to this on Monday. So this Friday, Run the North on Spotify. Be sure to go follow that on all platforms. Talking about So in this episode, we're talking about some coach firings, talking about some vacancies and who I think should fill them. And then finally, we're going to cap it off talking about the NHL, talking about my San Jose Sharks and what I think needs to happen with them uh, in this upcoming last half of the season. So yeah, let's hop right into it. Before we get into the NFL segment, I have one specific feedback request from you guys because I'm recording this episode on my phone, actually. I, If you've been watching my TikTok videos, uh, you know that I have... <laughs> Uh, I got a wireless mic thing uh, for my phone that I've been using on all my TikToks now because it's so much easier. My voice is so much clearer um, and stuff like that. I decided today, uh, I decided to record the podcast episode, that I would use that mic on my phone to see if it's at the level that it would be if I was at my Chromebook with my with my mic and my headset and stuff. So, with a bit of feedback request, if you're on Twitter or if you're on TikTok, shoot me a DM or just tag me in something. Let me know how it is. I think it sounds pretty good. I've listened back to a couple of the clips so far. I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be a permanent method. I think this is definitely something that we can roll with. Um, but yeah, talking about uh, talking about the NFL, uh, some coach firings. Uh, I went. We went over this in the Run the North podcast. If you guys haven't gone gone and listened to it already, go listen to it. We talked about coach firings in the very first episode, but. Talking about coach firings and who I think should go where. Starting off with the Texans, I am very, very, very on the D'Amico Ryan's train for the Texans. Uh, I think that he's going to be a great head coach wherever he goes. But I think the Texans really need to elevate their defense to a high level. And I think it's very, very similar to the situation the Bears were in when they hired Matt Eberflus. Okay, Because there is talent on the Texans' defense in a, in a few different places. Okay? There's talent in a few different places. All right. You know, obviously they have Derek Stingley and they have Jalen Petrie. And then it's kind of the same thing where you look at the Bears defense coming into this year, like, oh, they have a couple pieces. They have Jalen Johnson, you know, they have Roquan Smith and everything. And I think D'Amico Ryan's being their head coach would be good for a multitude of reasons. One, he's a defensive guy. He can whip that defense into shape, get the defense in line. If the Texans are going to draft a quarterback, having a good defense behind him in his rookie season, which they will draft a quarterback. Having good defense behind him in his rookie season, that is a very, 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 very good thing. That is a good thing for a rookie quarterback to have. Okay, it helps him a lot in their development. Second of all, he is good at evaluating, evaluating defensive talent. He's somebody who can evaluate good defensive talent. Okay, so when he when they're coming into the draft and they need to improve their defense in the draft after they draft a quarterback and maybe some other skill positions, you can look and say, "Hey, I like this guy." Let's take him defensively, and I think he can really improve this defense as a whole, not only from a draft perspective, but just from a let's go out and get this guy in free agency or whatever um, and just kind of improve that defense as a whole. So I think my pick right now for the Houston Texans vacancy is D'Amico Ryans. Uh, Moving on to the Cardinals, uh, I'm tempted, very, 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 very tempted to say Sean Payton. 
Sean Payton doesn't really work with quarterbacks. With, with, with quarterbacks like Kyler Murray. Okay. In fact, Drew Brees in his career has never had to work with a quarterback like Kyler Murray, who's mobile and likes working out of structure and everything. I don't think that works. I don't think that works. And as much as I hate to say it, I don't think Sean Payton's the right fit for this team. As much as I would love it because he's a guy who could really, I think, work and get along with Kyler pretty easily, unlike Kingsbury did. But Sean Payton, I think, wants to go somewhere where he can compete. With the Cardinals looking to trade D-Hop and how dysfunctional that front office is, even though they did fire the GM, I don't see a world where... Sean Payton ends up being traded there. Because I think Sean Payton is a no-trade clause. So I think that he can probably just say, please don't trade me there. I'm not going there. Leave me alone. Let me stay. Um, <laughs> uh, for the Cardinals, I like an offensive-minded guy. I know they already did that. I like their defensive coordinator. So I think that they don't really need to go defensive guy. I was going to say Ben Johnson until Ben Johnson decided he was staying with he was staying with um, the Lions, and I'm still, you know, I'm kind of torn on this one, but I like a, a couple of guys. I'm not going to make up my mind right now. We'll come back to this one. Uh, looking at the Broncos, I think Sean Payton goes to the Broncos. Uh, I think that Russ is a more developed quarterback than Kyler, and while he does play a similar style of football to Kyler, I think that Sean Payton would be the guy because, yes, you, you would get him, but you would also probably get Vic Fangio, who I think would be a great move for the Broncos, getting him back, not as a head coach, but as a D.C. He would have a talented defense to work with. Very, 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 very good. Um, I don't think this is going to happen. This is just my prediction where I think he fits best. So I think I'm going to bring Sean Payton to Denver in the scenario that I am outlining here. Scenario that I am outlining here. Okay. Cardinals. I I don't know. I really, I don't know. You know, like, this is so tough because they're a team that I'm not sure any big name really wants to go to. Um, I think, I honestly think it should be Vance Joseph. Uh, they're, 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 they're looking to hire him in-house. Uh, I think Vance Joseph is a good bridge coach, too, if they want to play out next year. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I mean, they suck, and then... They have a high draft pick, and they can say, hey, we're, we have a high draft pick. Well, they do this year, too. But, hey, we have a high draft pick. Come in. Get your choice of whoever you want, whatever position you want. Come in. Get this thing started. I think that'll be very, very good for them. So those are my head coaching vacancy predictions. Looking at some of the OC things, I think that – I think I like Mike LaFleur. I like Mike LaFleur. For the Chargers. I think Mike LaFleur would do a good job with the Chargers. I'm going to predict him to land there. The Jets opening. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not going to predict all these OC ones. But I think that, you know, Byron Leftwich, I think that they really should have fired him. And I agree with the Mike LaFleur firing. I would agree with pretty much every firing that's happened so far. Except for maybe Lovey Smith. I don't really like the Lovey Smith firing that much. Uh, we thought about that also on the Run the North podcast. But, yeah, I mean, that's about all the coach firing stuff I want to say. So let's move right on. All right, so like I said, starting off with some NBA news. The Lakers have just traded Kendrick Nunn in three seconds for Ruby Hachimura to the Wizards. 
I think this is a good move for them looking for role players and everything like that. And I think Hachimura is an upgrade from Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is a guy who really has never done anything. Obviously, he started with the Heat, and he was kind of on that team with Tyler Hero. They were rookies together when they made the run in the bubble and stuff and everything like that. And Hero obviously has been the better player and been the guy that Miami actually valued because he's getting paid by them and Kendrick Nunn is not. So now Nunn lands on his third team in, I think, four or five years in the league. Uh, but I think that he wasn't doing anything for the Lakers, so this is a good move for them. And they still want to try and compete, it seems like, because, you know, they still have LeBron and AD's going to be healthy soon. And now you have Hachimura, who I think has been pretty good. And the pieces are starting to fall together for the Lakers. They're starting to come together. I don't think they're a competitive team. I don't think they're a team that's going to make a run in the playoffs, but I definitely could see them getting a play off spot, not even a play in spot, but then they get a play off spot and maybe compete in the series. But it's LeBron James. I guess you can never really count them out. Although last year they didn't miss the playoffs, but you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, Kendrick Nunn to the wizards. Doesn't really change much for them. I mean, Kristaps Porzingis is coming back pretty soon here, as far as I could tell. So, Kristaps Porzingis coming back is always helpful for them. But not really much to say on their end of it. It's mostly just Hachimura and what his role in the Lakers is going to be. I think he could be a guy who could even see starting minutes for them. I think that could be a possibility. Um, but, yeah, good trade for the Lakers. Good trade for the Wizards. I think getting three seconds for a guy like Hachimura is definitely the right deal for him. Uh, that's really the only NBA trade that has happened so far. But I wanted to come on here and talk about something I already talked about in a TikTok video, but I wanted to talk about it more here on the podcast. And that is some trade rumors surrounding the Toronto Raptors. Okay, because Toronto, they're my favorite team, first of all. And they are seriously considering trading some guys and moving off of some guys that I don't necessarily agree with. So let's start with Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. has been in trade talks for the Raptors ever since he got here. It's every single year as we approach the deadline, it seems like they're like, oh, this is where Gary Trent Jr. could go. This is a package for Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. is going to get traded. And then he stays. I think there's a reason for that. I think that he is a good player that the Raptors like. And I don't necessarily blame them because I like Gary Trent Jr. too. He kind of has, he's kind of a high expectation, like whatever the opposite of a merchant is, because he fails because he doesn't meet the high expectations that are placed in front of him. Because he was the guy who started for the Raptors last year, got starting minutes for the Raptors last year, and didn't perform at a level you want to see him play at if he's playing those kind of minutes. And that's just not the kind of player he is. Clearly, he's a guy who thrives off of coming off the bench, so I think that his best role is the sixth man for the Raptors. And they've been doing a little bit more this year. I think that's very, very good for them. And, yeah, uh, I don't want to trade Gary Trent Jr. I think we should do everything we can to avoid trading Gary Trent Jr. because... Yeah, I think he's a good piece for the team. And if this team doesn't want to just blow it up, I don't see any reason to trade Gary Trent Jr. Another thing they could do to indicate that they are going to blow it up is trading Fred Van Vliet, who is a guy who has been on the Raptors pretty much the entire time I've been a fan of them since I was a kid. Uh, it was a crucial part of the 2019 championship run. I love Fred Van Vliet. I think he's a great player. I think trading him would be an even bigger mistake than I think trading uh, Gary Trent Jr. would be. Because Fred Van Vliet... Like, if he's in a package to the Spurs for, like, Jacob Pertle, I'm done. Because I'm going to talk about Pertle in a second. But if he is a part of that package, I am finished. Because the Raptors suck right now, okay? Let me tell you one thing. Maybe they're trying to. But they would suck a whole lot more if they didn't have Fred Van Vliet. 
the only guy who's really been consistent this year for the Raptors has been Pascal Siakam. I mean, obviously, Scotty Barnes has not been the player that we wanted him to be. Uh, I do think, and I'll stand by this take, till the day I die that he deserved the Rookie of the Year last year. I don't think anybody was better than him last year among rookies. Uh, but he just hasn't taken the step that we need to see him take. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, he's inconsistent. Garrett Trent Jr., inconsistent. But Pascal Siakam's that guy. But speaking of Fred Van Vliet, like I said, I don't think we should trade the dude. Uh, I personally am not of the belief that the Raptors should blow it up. I think that they still have a core that they can build around and compete with. Nick Nurse, he's inching closer and closer to the door every single game, it feels like to me. I think I'm a guy who's defended him in the past because of that championship run, because that was one of his first years in in Toronto, and you know, you can say, "Oh, he had Kawhi and Kyle Lowry." Yes, he did, but I think he's a good coach, or he at least was a good coach. I don't know if he's the coach for this team anymore. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Um, but I could see Nick Nurse being one of the coaches that gets fired after this season, uh, and I wouldn't necessarily hate that. Um, but yeah, speaking on Van Vliet, I. I want to entertain the idea just a tiny bit, just because I don't want to be this pessimistic, can't trade him for anything kind of guy, because I do think that if the package is right, I'm open to this thing. I'm open to this thing. Because if we get, like, if some team were to trade a first for Fred Van Vliet, and depending on who that team was, I might be entertaining that if I'm the Raptors, but I really don't see a team offering that kind of package, especially... I might take a Rui Hachimura type package where it's like, hey, you can have a good role player, a solid role player for our team in a few seconds. I would probably entertain that. But a first and a role player, I think I'm saying yes no matter what. A first and a solid role player, like say we're trading Fred VanVleet to a team that wants to compete, we're trading him to like Miami. Okay? If they say here's a first and one of our role players, I'm probably picking up the phone. Okay, or like if it's a team, like I said, a team that's competing, the Bucks or the Suns, the Suns want to get rid of one of their guys. I mean, I think I would entertain that idea just a little bit. So I don't want to be the pessimistic, don't trade the dude whatsoever kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that that is about all the trade talks I want to get through. Is talking about the Raptors in general this year. They kind of stink. Okay. They kind of stink. And it's not like I expected them to be like the most competitive team in the world this year. But I think that there's something that I've talked about with Sean Woodley. If you guys have not listened to that episode of the podcast, I would highly, highly encourage you to listen to it. Episode 39, I think. I had Sean Woodley, who's been a writer for the Raptors forever, been an insider for the Raptors forever on the podcast. We talked about what we wanted them to do before this season. Didn't do much of that. And here they are. They kind of suck. And I think that the path to this team being competitive is a little bit clearer than people want to give them credit for. I think a few more solid pieces, Jacob Pertle being one of them, could really elevate the team. Let's talk about Jacob Pertle. I kind of forgot to mention him during the trade talks. Jacob Pertle, I love him, and I loved him when he was in Toronto. Uh, I was kind of sad to see him get traded away, but I think bringing him back if it's on the right deal could be could be good because if we trade for Pirtle and the package is way too big for a guy like Pirtle, I'm going to be mad. Okay. And honestly, I've seen people say this. I'm debating whose contract I'd rather want to pay. Who I'd rather want to pay when their contract is up between Gary Trent Jr. and Jacob Pirtle. I'm leaning towards Pirtle, but I think that there's an argument for Gary Trent Jr. in that situation. Uh, I think Pirtle, 
on this team would be great. We don't have a true big man. Okay, we have guys who can play center, guys who are bigger. They can play center. They can play the five. They can defend the five. But I think Jacob Pertle would be that missing piece because that allows guys who currently switch into the five who don't wouldn't normally play the five if any other situation was available. Uh, I think having a true five, having a true center, gives the opportunity for to move guys like Precious around. To move guys who, like Ken Birch around, guys who can play other positions besides center and have our best lineup out there. So I think Jacob Bertle would be a good addition to this team. Uh, but again, more Raptors general talk. They kind of stink this year. I don't expect the playoff berth. I don't expect the playoff run from this team. Uh, but I'm very much against the idea of them blowing it up. That is one thing I'll say. I am very much against the idea of them blowing it up. I don't think that they are at the point where they need to say, hey, trade everybody. We're in the Wembanyama sweepstakes. Uh, as much as I would love having Victor Wembanyama, I can't pronounce his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, as much as I would love Wemby on our team, I don't think we should be really striving for that because I think this team, again, with a few more solid pieces added, could be a competitive team again. And like I said, this is a team that just won a championship four years ago, right? This is kind of a winning culture that we built up. We made the playoffs last year. Just about came back from a 3-0 deficit on Philly. And just fall short. I mean, again, coming into this season, we were just a few pieces away. And we didn't add those pieces. And clearly, you can't just run it back with the same lineup that we had last year. Because it isn't going to work. Okay? Because you expect when you run it back with that kind of lineup that Scotty Barnes elevates. And he's the best player on the team. And, and Fred Van Vliet elevates. Okay, and Siakam, who's playing at legitimately an MVP level this year, elevates, and he has. But you have to have all those things go right. Whereas if you add a few players, a few solid parts to the team, you can say, oh, well, if this doesn't go right, this kind of fills that hole. But the Raptors didn't do that, and that's kind of why they're in the position they're in now. Okay, that's that's my whole take on the Raptors, my whole take on some of the NBA stuff going on right now. Let's talk about the NFL a little bit. All right, capping off the episode with... Talking about the Sharks, this will be a short segment because I'm not too versed on hockey, admittedly, but I'm working on getting better about that. Uh, I'm a San Jose Sharks fan, and much like my Raptors this year, they stink. They stink. They are bad. They are terrible. One of the worst teams in the NHL, and they have been for the past couple of years. You know, It's crazy to me that in like 2018, 2017, I was sitting there watching the Sharks make the Western Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup and, and everything like that. Now they're here. Okay. Now they're here. And the thing is, a lot of the guys have stayed. Like Timo Meyer is still there. Tomas Hurdle is still there. They even added Carlson, who's been a part of those runs. And Carlson, phenomenal this year. He's fifth in the league in points. He might even be higher than the last time I checked uh, at this point. He's phenomenal. Love him. But the problem is, this is a team that's probably going to blow it up. This is a team that's probably going to trade him. I think if they get rid of him, they're in Wisa in big doo-doo now uh, as... As Jar Jar Binks would say, we say in big doo doo now if they trade him. Uh, and I think the Sharks just they suck, man. And I don't really see the team being competitive anytime soon. I mean, now I know how like Sabres fans feel and stuff, and the Sabres are going to make the playoffs probably. But yeah, just a quick little hockey corner thing, quick little update on the Sharks. They suck, blow it up, get the number one overall draft pick, and cry. 